podcasting from my sex writing cave where all the smut happens in real life and my head are on paper. This is the Smut Lancer Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss writing and creating content about sex and getting paid to do it. I'm your host and fellow Smut Lancer, Kayla Lords. Welcome to episode 30. This week, let's talk about how to decide how much of yourself you should share online, including on social media. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smut Lancer podcast is produced every Wednesday and show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. Follow me there or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at thesmutlancer. This week's episode is brought to you by QuickBooks Self-Employed. Want to have a better way to keep track of all your income? Do you need help tracking how much you owe in quarterly taxes? Are you looking forward to the day when you make enough to actually keep up with your taxes? <laughs> I use QuickBooks Self-Employed for all that and more. It's an invoicing system, a reporting tool, and a great way to keep up with receipts and payments. I use it to figure out how much I've made for the year, to project how much I will make, to keep track of expenses, and to pay my quarterly taxes. Even if you don't need to do all of that yet, it's great just for tracking your income, no matter how big or small. If you use my special link, you'll save 50% off the cost for a full year. That means you'll get it as low as, depending on which one you pick, as low as $5 a month for a year. Just go to bit.ly slash smutlancer, that's B-I-T dot L-Y bit.ly slash smutlancer, or use the link in the show notes. So I am recording this episode on the day I have come back from my vacation. And uh, I went to a convention that wasn't business related. It was pure pleasure. Um, And I'm still going through Condrop. Uh, If you're not familiar with Condrop, (laughs) I'm not sure if it got its name from Subdrop and Dumdrop, but it's, it's essentially the same. You have the high of going and doing this fun thing or this interesting thing. Or something that, you know, hits a passion of yours. And then you got to come back to real life. And for some of us that can suck. Um, I don't usually get con drop. Um, not in the way I have this time, but this time I am annoyed at the world. I have struggled to work today, but I have done it. Um, I was a little worried I had given myself too much to do for the first day back. And actually it's like the perfect amount. So I must've been thinking clearly when I made my to-do list before I went away for 10 days. Um, but I, struggled with what, if anything, to share about how I was feeling online. And as with many things I do, an episode topic was born because I actually came back from that convention, even though it was not business related with tons of ideas that relate to what we do as smut lancers. And I'm ready to kind of decompress and put them out on paper and, and start figuring out how to talk about them and write about them because there's things I want to share. But right now, I'm just really cranky that I'm not still on vacation and I'm not living some sort of, you know, random life of leisure where I don't have to, you know, do all the things. And I'm basically just in a really bad mood. (laughs) Um, And there is this thought, not by everybody, but by a lot of people online, that if your life is lived in any way, shape or form online, that you are, you may feel responsible or obligated or like you have to sort of share everything. And some people do this really well. And and quite frankly, they are all people who are younger than me. People have grown up more with social media kind of being right there. I didn't come, you know, really do anything with social media until I was in my mid to late twenties, almost 30, um, just old enough to kind of be like, yeah, I'll do this thing. But I really remember clearly when we didn't do this thing. Um, So I always feel like some people are much more comfortable just putting out however they feel good or bad online. Um, and that, some of that's not always age. A lot of that can be personality. Some people just have a personality where they're 
happy and eager and willing to share in ways that I'm not always comfortable with. I tend to be, um, I'm an introvert like many of us, but I'm also a perfectionist. And that's not just in what I do, that's in how I'm perceived. I never want to be perceived in some way other than however you might see me in the best possible light, um, which can make for a very tiring existence. But I know I'm not the only one. Um, so we all have our different reasons why we share things online, why we don't share things online. Um, and it might sound odd for a sex blogger who puts her boobs, her butt, and her whole sex life on the internet to say, hmm, there are things I'm not always comfortable sharing. Um, but those are questions we all, as individuals, regardless of what we're doing online, we all have to grapple with. And some people really don't care. They'll just put it all out there. Some people um, have very good distinct boundaries between I will share this information versus I will not share that information. Like I will share my face, but you will not get my legal name. I will share my sex life, but you won't get to know that I have children. You know, we, and we get to have these boundaries and we should all have some type of boundary, something that we've decided for ourselves for reasons that make sense to us and they don't have to make sense to anybody else of what we will and won't do. Um, and there's no real right or wrong. There's what's right for me might be completely wrong for you um, and vice versa. My problem today was that I came up against uh, a feeling that I don't have very often, but man, I will definitely have it when I'm cranky or in a bad mood um, of, I want to say something because I want people to know that I can feel this way, this bad, this yucky, this whatever. And also I don't want to say anything because I don't want the perception people have of me to change. I don't want to be seen uh, in a different light than however I might be seen right now. And I'm not always quite sure how I'm seen, but I think it's mostly positive and it's usually because I'm being quirky or funny or snarky or whatever. And there's sometimes this idea that if I share a really negative emotion, then maybe it'll change how I'm seen. Now that doesn't mean I don't share those things. I, when they get overwhelming, I definitely do because I do my best thinking through writing and so I'll blog about it. But I also personally grapple with the question of, do I um, put out a temporary emotion that will be consumed and picked apart and talked about potentially for days, potentially until I, I'm over it. I've even forgotten what I'm upset about. Um, but somebody sees a tweet three days later or they read a blog post two weeks later and there I've put something that was very, very temporary that I don't feel long-term. That's not really a part of my overall feelings or well-being or mental health. Um, and now it's out there for public consumption and people will have opinions and people get to have opinions. And when you put your information out there for people, you're opening yourself up to those opinions. Um, and those are things that I wrestle with. And I can't believe that I'm the only one who wrestles with that. So there are certain things that I think we understand and we've talked about in different ways in different episodes and in uh, even in blog posts about this. Um, but this is sort of kind of maybe putting it all together. And we've talked about this before, a pen name versus your real name, right? Some of us um, are very open with ourselves, but you don't know our real name. You don't, I don't put my legal name out there. I have a couple of clients that I've had to tell my legal name to usually for payment purposes. I'm like, but please don't call me that. I work for you as Kayla Lords. And so therefore I need to be Kayla Lords. It's a a mindset, it's a mental space, it's a, I don't want you to slip up and use my legal name in mixed company that I might not want that name 
divulge to, you know, so I have a pen name and I use it, but I'm pretty free with it. But yes, I have given my uh, legal name to other people, but not publicly. Then there's um, like Girl on the Net has complete anonymity. Um, very, very few people know even a little bit of her real name. Um, in the grand scheme of things of how many people she interacts with online uh, in a given day, week, month, year, a teeny tiny fraction of us know what she looks like and have seen her in person because we've gone to something like Eroticon or we've interacted with her in person. Um, and some people, and I think I usually think of Molly Moore with this, where Molly Moore is her pen name, but she's very open with her picture and her life. And she'll talk about her children even more openly than I talk about my children um, online. And those are boundaries each of them have created for themselves. And they, um, you know, live within those boundaries and they might stretch those boundaries. and They might pull back sometimes. Some things are just too important or too personal that maybe you don't want the whole world to know and the whole world doesn't get to know and i hope that can go without saying but in case it can't let's just say that once and for all the whole world doesn't get to know everything just because we share some part of ourselves online um there's also the conversation about should you talk about your politics your religion and call me old-fashioned but that really was one of the first lessons i ever learned about um, just being out in the world, not online, just interacting with the world at the grocery store, at the parent-teacher conference or wherever, when at work, you know, you didn't discuss politics and religion. And yet in the online world, maybe not religion so much, but certainly politics is absolutely a huge conversation for most people. And yet I can tell you one of my personal boundaries is I don't spend a lot of time talking about it. That doesn't mean I don't have an opinion. That means I don't, that I don't, that doesn't mean I don't think about it and that I'm not uh, very aware of what's going on. I um, am quite liberal, um, maybe not quite as progressive as some people. I blame that on a little bit of my geography. I live in very conservative areas, but I am compared to pretty much everybody in my family. I'm extremely liberal. Um, I am, I feel like I'm constantly apologizing to other countries on behalf of mine. Um, I don't hide that. I just don't talk about it much. Um, partly because it stresses me out um, big time. Um, and it sort of, because of the nature of politics uh, now, um, and really for the last probably 20 years, but definitely right now in 2018, can be a really toxic thing. I'm already living the uh, American politic you know, reality, don't always want to go online and then talk about it in spaces that are supposed to be about talking about my relationship or my boobs or my kink or my, you know, it's like I, it's a separation I tend to make um, for my own mental and emotional well-being. That being said, because I am aware of politics and I do have political beliefs, I try to live my life in a way that conforms to my political beliefs and how progressive I hope I am and how liberal I know that I am and all of those things. So if anybody is surprised by that, there you go. I've just cleared that up for you. But you won't hear me talk about it much on Loving BDSM. Um, right after the 2016 election, I did not hide the fact that I was not happy but I didn't then go into great detail. And some people would say that that's perfectly fine. And some people would fundamentally disagree with me and say that you should talk about politics all the time. And those are choices they get to make for themselves. And then I make a different choice for myself. And all of those choices are valid, but it's very easy in the noise and the crowd of being online, whether that's Twitter or it's just in the blog memes and we're, we're hanging out with each other, you know, in virtual spaces to think that, oh, 
everybody else seems to be doing it this way. Maybe I'm supposed to do it that way too. And I'm here to tell you that I am no different from anybody else. It happens to me all the time. Um, I have gotten more used to and comfortable with seeing um, some of some other bloggers be really open with their emotions, good or bad, um, on Twitter, in other spaces, in ways that I wouldn't necessarily be. And I have always been really happy for those people that their audiences tend to be really supportive of that. And um, when I get the urge to share that temporary negative emotion that I know is temporary and it's about to go away. Um, what I'm wanting is those warm, um, feel good kind of feelings, but I'm at war with the side of myself that says, but you don't put that kind of information out there. Question then becomes, is it a branding thing? Is it part of my brand not to? Is it part of my brand to always come across in uh, one way and instead of others? And if you really wanna know who I am, then you're probably following my sex blog and we'll read the mental health stuff or the emotional stuff or the whatever. You know, for me, is Twitter an appropriate place to talk about these things? And I don't have answers to those questions yet. And really, I don't have answers for anybody listening either, other than to say that if you are questioning these things, if you wonder, if you worry about it, if you are trying to find some balance and you're trying this and oh, that doesn't seem to work and so you try something else, all of that I think, I personally think is probably very normal. Um, people who are my mother's age and older, uh, who did not experience their 20s, 30s, even 40s in an online space in the way that we do, um, can't, I try and talk to, to some of the people in my family and they don't always get it because they're like, well, and some of this is, is age and some of this is personality and some of this is like other factors. But they kind of go, why are you putting that out there in the first place? Who talks about these things publicly? <laughs> That's usually when I'm uh, reminded that I'm dealing with people who do not live their whole lives online. And it is good to be reminded that there are entire blocks and chunks of people in the world who do not spend all of their time online sort of just saying whatever's on their mind. Um, it can sometimes feel like visiting a foreign country. I'll <laughs> tell you that. Um, there were several things that happened this weekend that I thought to myself, ooh, that's a tweetable moment. And I knew I was with my aunt and I knew I couldn't really tell her that because she'd go, what's the Twitter? What do you mean by tweetable? Can you explain this to me? And it wouldn't be in the, ooh, I'd like to try it for myself kind of way. It's in that, like she's at a museum and she's trying to figure out what this um, exhibit is, you know, that that kind of vibe. So I was like, eh, I'll just leave that to myself. It's okay. Um, and at the same time, that leads me to the other sort of moment I had. Um, I might be cranky post uh, vacation and time off and convention fun, but in the middle of it, I wasn't really on Twitter as much. And I certainly wasn't online. I'd scheduled all my blogging ahead of time. I'd um, scheduled social media posts ahead of time. I was checking social media basically twice a day, like first thing in the morning and then usually in the evening. And I was trying to catch up with comments and answer questions. And every once in a while, I'd see something pop up and I'd, I'd run in and to Twitter and answer a question real quick or whatever. But I spent easily two thirds less time than I normally do. Um, on social media, specifically Twitter, because that's where I spend the most amount of my time. And it was the most relaxing thing I had done in ages. Um, and what I found was instead of, I was missing the people that um, I like to interact with online, 
but I was not missing the noise that is Twitter. And I think you could say this about any other social media, certainly Facebook, definitely Twitter, maybe, maybe Instagram a little bit, even though that's more image heavy than shouty, angsty, whatever. But there's social media is essentially at a certain level becomes noise. And it's the more people you follow or the more things you try and keep up with, it becomes a cacophony. It's pure chaos. And it can be overwhelming if you're not in a good mindset. It is for me. It can become very stressful for me. It can trigger my anxiety. I have to be very careful if I'm not in the right frame of mind. Um, and that led me to the same question of how much time should I be online? How much time sh should I be spending on social media? Not just what am I sharing? How, how much am I sharing? Do I need to? A lot of people came back when I'm posted something on Twitter about, oh, this was really nice to have the break. However, I've missed people. They're like, oh, we'll use lists and do this and really narrow your feed. And on one level, I thought, well, that really makes a lot of sense. And then because I don't have the answer for this and feel free to comment um, in whatever format you'd like, Twitter, on the blog, whatever, uh, with your thoughts. But when you are trying to basically be a brand, be known in a way that you build an audience, you build a following and you're making money from it, right? Like that's who we are, whether we're selling a product or we're creating content, we're trying to get hired to be writers or whatever it is we're trying to do. Essentially we are branding ourselves. And if I am a brand that is both in the sex blogging community and in the kink community and in the smut lancer community of other people who kind of do this and here I am and let's talk about it and isn't this fun, how do I possibly cut back on not being kind of in the mix of things? Because in the mix of things is when you sort of notice things. It's how I've learned um, how to use better language to talk about different types of people, whether they're non-binary or they're queer or they're transgender or whoever they are. It's where I've learned to um, use better language. It's where I learn the questions that people who might not necessarily be following me or who are not necessarily um, directing their questions at me. It's where sometimes I learn about concerns that people in the kink community want to talk about. Um, by keeping things wide open, I know kind of a little bit what's going on in the community and maybe I can tailor my content to that. That's something that I would recommend for anybody who creates content. If you're selling a product, you want to know what people are talking about and is that a type of product that you can offer that's better than somebody else's product? You want to know about that. Um, and so, well, I also, I, on one hand, don't know how much I want to or should or feel like I can, and I know that's an answer for me to decide, to share. I also don't know how narrow to make my social media experience. As a, as a person who is branding herself as whatever the hell I'm branding myself as, Smut Lancer part of the time, Kayla Lord's, you know, kinkster the other part of the time, um, how how small do I make my social media world? Am I losing out on anything by not being in the mix of things? And these are not questions. I wish this was an episode where I could just say, I have, I have these answers and I have these thoughts. Nope, nope, we're just asking more questions today. And for you listening, what I'm hoping is that by asking these kind of semi-rhetorical questions that it gets you thinking about it. Because I think ultimately, as sometimes scary as it might feel, or as strange as it might feel, um, we have to create the world. 
our personal online social media world that we want to exist in. That is good for our creativity. That's good for our productivity. That's good for our mental health, our emotional well-being, sometimes our physical health. I know that when I get too um, bogged down in what's going on uh, online, I lose sleep and my stomach starts to hurt and I don't take care of myself. Like it's it's all a part of what our life is. You know, I think a lot of people try and talk about social media like it's this whole other thing that exists separate and apart from the rest of us. And in the early days, maybe that was the case, but that's just not the reality anymore. Um, I did spending the week or so with my aunt, I had been reading and hearing that there are many, many people who use Twitter like it is their, I'm not sorry, not Twitter, Facebook, like it's their internet. And my aunt does that. That's the internet to her. If she wants to look something up, the first place she goes is Facebook. And I went, wow, I'm seeing this in real life. So social media and the online world in whatever way we experience it, and many of us are experiencing it through blogs or podcasts and obviously through social media, it's so integrated with the rest of our world that it's not something that we can say, oh, that's completely separate and apart. Because for many of us, myself included, some of our closest friends can only kind of be found to talk to easily when we go online and usually into social media. Can I email people? Sure. But am I going to get a quicker response if I tweet at them? Probably. Um, sometimes I don't want to have a full-blown conversation, but I want to know how they're doing. So, you know, I'll, I'll go lurk on their profile, whatever, don't judge me. Um, so it is absolutely a part of our lives and we all have to decide how much of it we're going to allow to sort of invade our space and how much we're going to integrate our life into it and how much we're going to share and what we're not going to share. And I'm not going to tell you there's a right answer or a wrong way or a one way that it should be done. But I do think that we don't spend enough time thinking about it as individuals. We might look and see what quote everybody, which is never everybody, but the majority of people in our sphere are, are doing. And we think, oh, well, maybe that's the right way to do it. Well, usually it's not. Usually it's just the way that most people do it. And the right way is gonna be really, really personal. So I'm still um, grappling with these questions. I'm still trying to figure out how much of myself I wanna share and how much of myself, I, how much of myself I wanna be seen and how what I wanna see and how I wanna interact and how much of it I'm, is more business related and branding. And I'm, you know, this is what we talk about here, trying to earn money through our sex content, right? How much of that is going to weigh into how much I do and how I change things up. I know something's got to change because <laughs> 10 days with almost no social media, at least on the level that I normally have, it was easily the most peaceful I felt in a long, long, long time. I read books and I listened to things and I had experiences that I did not even feel the need necessarily to share online. They were my personal things. And I think many of us have those things. We might share them, we might not, but we don't think about it all as one whole part of one our whole life. We think of it as a part of our life that is somehow separate, especially when we're living online under a pseudonym. And it's not, and we're only sharing a certain part of our life. But over time, I think it can start to take over. And if we don't every so often sort of reassess how we're gonna do this and what we're gonna let in and what we're gonna share out and, and how we're gonna navigate this world can absolutely overtake us and overwhelm us. And we can start to convince ourselves that we can't possibly be an effective business person, freelancer, um, e-commerce site, whatever, unless we are always there all the time. And I don't think that's the right answer either. I think um, there's 
we can each handle different levels, but I think we do have to think about those levels and what it is we're trying to do and what's good for us and what isn't. That's ultimately what this episode has been about, I think. I don't have any, I have more questions than I have answers. I have no answers. I have tons of questions. Um, I don't expect anybody to be able to tell me what I'm supposed to do because what will work for me might not work for you. But what I would hope that anybody who grapples with these questions too might walk away from this episode with is, oh, we need to think about that. Let's think about that. Let's see what we want to do and not be afraid to do something different. If it means you're not on social media as often as you have been, that's that's truly genuinely fine. If it means that you mute a lot of people or a lot of words or a lot of whatever to give yourself peace of mind, I support that. Um, if it means that you only follow specific people and your follow list is really, really small, I think that's okay too. Um, I think we let peer pressure and what we think everybody else is doing or what it appears everybody, quote, everybody is doing, we let that um, make decisions for us that aren't necessarily the best decisions for us as individuals. Uh, yes, even if you're trying to make money, and I don't think you have to follow the crowd on this one. Quite frankly, I think the crowd is what is stressing us out. So that's it. No answers, just questions. Um, feel free to talk to me about this. Um, I'm not looking for advice. I'm also not really handing out any advice, but if you want to talk about it a little bit more, think it through a little bit more, um, find me on Twitter, find me on the blog, shoot me an email, whatever works. And I'm happy to talk about it some more because I am still thinking through this myself. So Thanks for listening to the Smutlancer podcast with me, Kayla Lords. If you like what you just heard, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Check out the blog, past episodes, and other great info at thesmutlancer.com. You can follow The Smutlancer on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm at The Smutlancer in all three places. Feel free to reach out there or by email at Kayla at thesmutlancer.com with questions or topic suggestions. Thanks for listening. Let's do this again next week.